The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. Jesus said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the dominion of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then Jesus sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of the Lord. You can be seated. The details matter in gospel readings like the one you just heard. That should be something that's obvious to you all by now because it's something you've heard me say before. The details in today's reading lead us to a particular location, Caesarea Philippi. Jesus was and has taken the disciples on another field trip. Last week, he was in Tyre and Sidon. This week, he's in Caesarea Philippi, about 25 miles north of the Sea of Galilee. What you need to know is that Caesarea Philippi was a town that was known by many different names. For the Greeks who came before, it was known as Panion, the sanctuary of Pan, one of the Greek gods, a fawn-like being who was god of flocks and mountains, fertility and spring. Pan was worshipped in caves like that one. It was believed that Pan's shout caused stampedes among the animals and flocks, which is where the word panic comes from. Eventually, The area becomes annexed into Herod the Great's kingdom, and a temple in honor of Caesar Augustus is built. It then becomes known as Caesarea Panaeus. Herod's son, Philip, later inherits the territory and decides to rename it after himself, which is how it changes names once again to Caesarea Philippi. By the time that the Gospel of Matthew is being circulated, the location has changed names again. This time, it's known as Neronius, in honor of the Roman Emperor Nero. The key to all of this is the question of identity, specifically as it relates to the place of Caesarea Philippi. Caesarea Philippi was a location with an identity crisis. Pan, Caesar, Philip, Nero. 
It was continually being claimed and renamed and rebranded over and over by whoever was next in line to take over. What's fascinating is that Jesus uses this place to ask a question about his identity. The setting itself was continually being redefined by what people said it was. And Jesus is wondering if the same is true of him. Jesus knows the ever-changing identity of this location and wonders if his name will be co-opted in the same way. The setting in Caesarea Philippi brings up a question for Jesus. He is next in line of the great prophets of God's people, as the disciples point out to him. There have been many to come before, so Jesus ponders the question, who do people say that the Son of Man is? Son of Man is a coded phrase close to the idea of Messiah. It comes from Daniel, an apocalyptic book written in the late period of the Hebrew Bible. The Son of Man was the title of the one who was to come in glory, riding on a cloud, carrying out God's divine judgment. When Jesus asks, who do people say that the Son of Man is? He's asking about the public perception of what is happening. The public image of the Son of Man was a revolving door, much like the location of Caesarea Philippi. Some people thought that the Son of Man was one of the predecessor prophets, most recently John the Baptizer. But in ancient times, it could have been Elijah or Jeremiah or someone else. The mantle of carrying God's divine judgment was always attached to individuals whose names changed with the times. But Jesus' second question cuts to the disciples' opinion. But who do you say that I am? Jesus is saying public perception of who the Son of Man is has changed over time. But I want to know what you think, the people closest to me, my inner group. What identity do I carry for you? Jesus' questions are rooted in their location at Caesarea Philippi. Names come and go. Which name will I be remembered by? Are there going to be others that come after me and change my name as well, rebranding my identity to be something that I never intended? Will my legacy become like this place, a constantly changing identity based on who is in control. Peter has the answer to this little existential dilemma that Jesus is facing. Peter says, we think you're something bigger than the prophets. We think you're something bigger than the Son of Man. You are the Messiah the son of the living God. We believe you are the one that will make things right. 
to restore the harmony and to bring peace. And right then, Jesus does something very odd, but something that's also very old, older than the prophets. Jesus renames Simon. It's something God did from the beginning. Abram, whose name changed to Abraham. Sarai, who became Sarah. Jacob, who became Israel. Simon is renamed, which is, again, so fascinating as they stand in a spot that has continually been renamed. Jesus says, you are Peter, and on this rock, I will build my church, which loses all of the snappiness that was in the original Greek. You are Petros, and on this Petra, I will build my church. Your name now is Rock, and on bedrock like this, I will build my community. Now, Peter seems to be having this moment of recognition with Jesus. Peter is honored for his confession of faith. But let's not forget his whole story. Peter is also the one who didn't have enough faith to keep him from drowning. Peter is the one who, when Jesus was being betrayed and arrested, reached for his sword and fear. Peter is the one who denied even knowing Jesus in order to save his own skin. Next week, Jesus is going to call Peter Satan to his face. Peter is all of those things, including the one who proclaims, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And for Jesus to say, on people like you, I will build my community. That should be cause for hope. You are never so far from God, even to the point of denying knowing Jesus, that God can't use you to build something for good. Your story is never finished being written like Caesarea Philippi, like Simon turned to Peter. Your mixture of faithfulness and failure is not out of reach for God's redeeming. Each one of you are Peter. And God can use each one of you for greater things than you can imagine. Amen.